You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis of our sermon today comes to us from St. Luke's Gospel, the 13th chapter, verses 22 to 30. And Jesus went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, but those who are saved be few. And he said to him, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin, you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us. Then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And the people will come from east and west and from north and south and recline at table in the kingdom of God. Behold, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last. Please be seated. The man asked Jesus, Lord, will those who are saved be few? You wonder sometimes, don't you? I do. How many will be saved? When you look around you at the condition of the world, when you look at the state of the church today, when you consider the diminishing impact that Christianity seems to have in our world, you begin to wonder, don't you? Will only a few be saved in the end? How many are going to make it past those pearly gates? Will you? Now, we don't know what was on the mind of that person asking a question. Perhaps he was thinking along the lines of the same things we do. But whatever his motive, he assumes that salvation is for the few and not the many. That the kingdom of God is sort of this exclusive country club. That's a refuge for the religious. It's a sanctuary for the salvageable. It's a health spa for the spiritually fit, the winners. Ever catch yourself thinking that? Thank God I'm not like those other people who don't have decency and common sense to worship on Sunday who don't seem to get or even want to get the good news that their sins are forgiven freely through Jesus Christ, who don't even seem to care about their sins and laugh at the whole notion that there is such a thing as sin. Ever catch yourself thinking of the church as the religious equivalent of a political party? We're all like-minded people gathered together and talk about how everyone else is to is so too stupid to see it our way? Are only a few people going to be saved? How would you answer that question? 
You know, as you read the Gospels, Jesus rarely directly answers questions posed to him. He usually answers a question with a question. Or he starts, starts talking about something completely different, as he does today. And in doing so, he gets to the heart of the matter. Are only a few people going to be saved? Jesus' answer is a paradoxical yes and no. It all depends on how you look at it. Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and not be able. You know, the way into the kingdom of God is incredibly narrow. Everything else is a brick wall. There's only one narrow door. But you hear it all the time, don't you? In our politically correct, multicultural, inclusive society, all roads lead to heaven. We all worship the same God, just in different ways. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe something. The opening to eternal life is that thin cross-shaped opening in the solid stone wall of the law. The law that bars a sinner from God's presence. That law that says, be perfect, be holy, keep every commandment in thought, word, and deed, or you just can't enter. And it doesn't matter how hard you try, how hard you throw yourself against the wall or take a running start and try to climb or jump over it, you can't do it. There's only one way through the law of God, and that is through the narrow opening of the perfect life and death of Jesus Christ. Religion, this business of trying to deal with God by doing good, is really trying to knock down that wall of the law, to climb over it by your own strength, by your own will, and that's not the way to be saved. To be saved is to be saved. It's something that happens to you. It's something that's done for you by someone else. And that's what makes Christianity the joker in the deck of religious playing cards. You see, it's that one religion, so to speak, that doesn't have you work your way in. You simply trust that you're in by virtue of the death of another. You trust that you are righteous before God, not for what you have done, but because of what Jesus has done and given to you. You trust that in Jesus you have been pulled through that very narrow door of this one dark death on a cross that embraced you and will not let you go. The way of Christ is narrow. It's exclusive. Jesus says in John 14, no one comes to the Father except through me. And his death and resurrection are the only way that leads to life. There is no other way. 
all the other paths, no matter how pious they may be or how religious or how rigorous or how full of works and rituals and disciplines, they all run headlong into that rock wall of the law. They come to nothing but destruction. And you know that window of opportunity is short. It's one lifetime. That door shuts at your death. Or whenever Jesus appears, if that happens first. But in either case, you don't know the day or the hour. The smart money says, don't delay when it comes to Jesus. And there will be those, the story tells us, that will find themselves on the wrong side of that narrow door, who bang on that door and they plead, who argue that they're entitled to be let in. They said, we ate and drank in your presence. We heard you teach in our streets. But you know, it's not about what we did. It's about who we are in relation to Jesus. I don't know where you come from. It's the word of judgment to all who would try to credential their way in. Too little, too late. Now Jesus is speaking to the religious of the day. Those are the ones who are working hard to please God. They religiously kept the fasts and the feasts and the tithes and the traditions. But they did not trust the mercy of God towards sinners. Look down at their fellow sinners and judge them unfit for the kingdom. They were the winners, they thought. But in the end, the winners whine and weep and grind their molars at the grace of God towards sinners. When people from the four corners of the earth dine with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the heavenly feast. Jesus commanded his disciples to make disciples of all nations, <clears throat> as many as he died for. And how did, many did the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world die for? Not just a few. Not even a lot. But the many. The whole lot. For all people. It says in Isaiah 53, he bore the sins of the many and made intercession for transgressors. Jesus says, this is my blood of the covenant poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. John writes this first epistle, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sin and not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. But you know that narrow door is also a wide open door. It embraces all humanity in the perfect life of death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And just as one man, Adam, dragged all of humanity to sin and death, so the one man, Jesus, pulls all humanity into his forgiveness and life by his own cross and tomb. 
The question is, will we trust it? And that's the question Jesus asks. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? We go back to the original question on our menu this morning. Will only a few be saved? Well, it depends on how you look at it. If you look at it from below, so to speak, from our perspective, the answer is not only a, not even a few. No one, no one can be saved by his or her merits and works. And if you look at it from below, from what we can see and know on our own, you can never be sure whether you're one of the chosen few. But if you look at it from above, if you look at it from God's perspective, through lens through the narrow door of Jesus' death, the answer is, not a few, but many. A great multitude that no one can count from every tribe, language, nation, and people. For the narrow door of Jesus' death is wide enough to include the worst of sinners, the chief of sinners, even the likes of you and me. Will only a few be saved? The key to getting that question right is to get it Jesus right. He is a narrow door that leads to life. And looking to him, you don't even have to ask the question. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.